Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Are Us. I'm your host, Joyce Wheeler. And today I have with me Brenda Kay. She is a hypnotist, speaker, and entertainer. She performs interactive comedy hypnosis shows around the world. Brenda brings the fun when it comes to using the power of the mind to create positive changes. She shares her passion for hypnosis with over 20 years experience, empowering minds and transforming life, the lives of thousands worldwide in schools, corporate events, casinos, and luxury cruise ships. She is a certified hypno hypnotherapist <laughs> since 2001 <laughs> with the National Guild of Hyp Hypnotists. Okay, I'll get that out. Brenda <laughs> Kay has trained with some of the, the best in the field in weight reduction, for smoke, stop smoking, regression therapy, forensic hypnosis, fertility and birthing hypnosis, corporate speaking and performance hypnosis. She uses client-centered techniques to, to create profound, lasting change. Welcome, Brenda. Thank you, Joyce, for that wonderful introduction. I'm excited to be here. Why well, all of a sudden I couldn't say hypnotist. It's a tongue twister. I get it. <laughs> uh, obviously. I was fine, and then all of a sudden it's like, ugh. <laughs> it's not a common word that people use, so I totally get it. This is true. We don't go around, you know, talking about hypnotists or being hypnotized. I think with everything that you do, I think maybe we should, huh? <laughs> right? Well, and it's funny too, when people find out what I do, they're like, you're a hypnotist. Oh, and everybody has some sort of reaction, like, and it's an overdramatic reaction, either to the good, to the curious or to like the, oh, no, stay away from me. Um, and I think I, it, a lot of it is because people fear what they don't know. They don't know right. what to do when they meet a hypnotist. They don't really know what hypnosis is. And so I've made it my passion and my purpose to expose hypnosis, if you will, and really teach people how they can use it for their greater good and to not be scared of it. Right. Yeah. Well, I love the fact that you're a hypnotist, but that's <laughs> what we're here to talk about today, aren't we? No, we're talking about the no. mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay so for people who do not know what is imposter syndrome so imposterous in, i can't even say imposter. <laughs> imposter syndrome to me really is i think it's a new fancy designer label for people that are scared to put themselves out there to show up as their authentic selves. I think when we get into business and we, we find a passion and we follow a passion and we want to put ourselves out there, it's almost as if the term imposter syndrome creates a block for us or gives us an excuse to not show up fully. Because you think, well, who am I to be good enough to do this thing? Who am I to put myself out there when there's this person already doing it? So to me, imposter syndrome is really a block, a label that keeps us stuck from really showing up. I don't know if you agree with that. When I first heard the term, I thought it meant like that somebody was pretending to be somebody else. It is kind of though, isn't it? You know, I guess it could be. Or, or maybe that's just what you're thinking. Like if you just say, you know, you just graduated from school, you know, with your college degree, or you just got a certification and you think, okay, well, now I'm going to hang my plaque and but who am I to be a lawyer? Who am I to be a small business owner? Who am I? Like, I'm just starting. So you feel like an imposter because you're not really doing it because you're so new at it. Right? Right. It's just when I hear the word imposter, it makes me think of somebody who's pretending to be someone or something that they're not. Right. right. Do, do I have the wrong definition? No, I, I, I think that's spot on, but I think that's a good definition. I think we're giving it 
though a different meaning. Yeah. You know, because it's not what the label says, it's what it means to you. And there can be different types of imposter syndrome too. Or like you were talking about the, I'm new at this, you know, I don't deserve to have this title. It could be, you know, somebody who is just a perfectionist, wanting to have everything perfect and feeling like, if it's not like this, then I can't present it. I can't give it to the world because it's not perfect. Yes. Yes. I think so many people get caught up in that perfection loop. And really, like, I'm not going to do it until it's perfect. And, but here's the thing with, with perfection, like it's never done. And then it's, and, and it keeps you stuck, right? Like, I'm not going right. to, not going to put out my course until it's perfect. But how do you know, how do you know if it's going to work if you don't work it? Right. 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 Totally. That, that's me. I have it. I have it all laid out. I have a course all laid out but I haven't done anything with it. I want to do a five-day challenge, but I guess I'm a victim of imposter syndrome because here it's just sitting there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, I really don't want to totally complete it until I know that there's an interest in it. So I was going to do the five-day challenge and see how many people I could recruit from that. And then from there, go ahead and create the, the whole course. But I've got it outlined on my material. So it's not gonna, it's not gonna take me that long to go ahead and figure it out. It's called Ditch the Diet, Change Your Lifestyle. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually a lot of work. I mean, anybody who enrolls in this course, they are really gonna wanna have to change their lifestyle. Because from my personal experience, you know, I have found that I had gained some weight and the steps that I took to get it off and keep it off, it was, it was dramatic. So they'll have to be totally committed to wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that you have a clear picture of the person that you want, that you're creating this program for. You want somebody that's dedicated. You want somebody that's willing to make the change, that's willing to invest in themselves. And when you have that clear sort of vision for who you want it to be, then it's easier to attract that person. Yeah, you're right. It is. But here's the thing, Joyce, that person that can benefit from your knowledge will never benefit from it until you put it out there. Right. And what it looks like in the beginning, it's not what it's going to look like three months, six months or six years down the road. Sure, because I have could always tweak things. Yeah, because I mean, the first airplane that was ever invented doesn't look like the airplanes that we have now, right? No, no, and what if, far from it. <laughs> and what if the Wright brothers are like, no, this isn't what I really envisioned, so I'm not gonna do it at all then we would never be able to get anywhere by flying, right? So it's all about- Not by flying. (laughs) Right, right? It's all about the process of evolving and becoming. And I I think in my personal opinion, we use imposter syndrome as a label to not get stuff done. Well, I've never used this label because I kind of didn't totally understand what it meant. What is this imposter syndrome? What I mean to be somebody I'm not? Are you pretending somebody or not? You know, do people think you're somebody else? Like, what's going on? This is imposter syndrome. I just right, actually finally right. looked at it, looked at it today to see what it actually was. So and I had a better you- understanding of it, what it was. I, before I wasn't that interested. Did I what? Did you look up the actual definition of it? No, but, you know, like I was saying, I I, I saw that they were like, there was different things. And I actually took a screenshot of what, and there were like types of imposter syndrome. 
So there was okay. a superhero who overworked themselves to make up for how inadequate they feel. Mm-hmm. Then there's the natural genius, set high goals, feel crushed when they don't meet them. Then there's the expert, never satisfied with your level of understanding, always trying to learn more. That's me. Then there's the perfectionist, never completely happy with their work, fixated on flaws instead of strengths. Then there's the soloist, prefer to work alone, won't ask for help for fear of appearing weak or incompetent. Isn't that interesting? So there's different levels, different personality types. Yeah. So it's not just one thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So imposter syndrome can be a lot of different things. So I'm taking imposter syndrome as being anything that you're doing that's self-sabotaging. Yes. So as 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 to not get ahead or as to use an excuse for why you're not doing what you're doing. Yeah. Why you're not doing what you should be doing or what you want to do even. Right, and why you're not living up to your fullest potential. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So how can we do that? I'm so glad you asked because um, there's different things that we can do to get out of our own way. And I think one of it is, is to recognize the behavior. You know, what's going on in your business, in your mindset, in your reality, and is it, is it serving you the way you want? So maybe you are a perfectionist, but is that serving you? Are you making the numbers that you want? Are you making the connections that you want? Are you where are you at? Are you where you want to be in your business? If you're not where you want to be and you're aware of these sabotaging behaviors, one, just recognize it, become aware and recognize it. And then once you do decide that you want to do something different, and know that you can do something different. And and I think the best way to transform or to evolve is to decide who you want to be or decide what has to happen. What do I need to do to make this better? Do I need to just roll out my course? Do I need to call this person and make, an, make a connection? Do I need to create some better habits? Find somebody. And I think that the quickest way to evolve to the person that you want to become is to find somebody that's doing what you're doing and model their behavior. That's hard to do. I have tried doing that because yeah. my, my ultimate goal is to have a health and wellness spot. That's my ultimate okay. goal. But Anybody who I found that I have found that I would like to pick, pick their brain and become friends with, they don't mm-hmm. live here in Louisiana. They live in Arizona. You mm-hmm. know? So it's just like kind of hard when you don't know somebody to reach out to them and be like, hey, how did you create this awesome spot? You know, what did you do? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's kind of hard to find somebody to you know that's in the niche that that you want to be in or you are in and to mm-hmm. become, become friends with them and try to duplicate what they've done yeah but, but, but of course they, having your been on it yeah but maybe they don't have to be in your same exact niche you know i remember i remember when when i first became certified as a hypnotist, I had so much love and so much passion for my craft that I just knew I wanted to share it with the world. But at the same time, I was also really scared of putting myself out there. Right. And I think a lot of people can relate. I have this thing, I have this thing I know can help so many people, but I'm scared to talk about it. I'm scared I'm going to look stupid on camera. I'm scared of what they might think. They might think I'm crazy. They might think this is crazy. Like all of these things that are kind of, it's scary, right? And, and, I, 
and I had, I had the realization that if I want to help people, I need to step outside of my box. I need to be somebody that I'm not right. I need to be somebody that is comfortable talking to people. I need to be somebody that can speak in public. And I was super shy, didn't know how to speak in public, didn't want to, but I wanted to share my gift. And so I gave my mind a question and your subconscious loves to solve problems. It loves to answer questions. So when you ask your subconscious mind, how do I do this? How do I share my message? How do I get comfortable on stage? How do I get comfortable speaking to people? And, and you sit with that question long enough, then the answers start to come to you. And I, I realized, I'm like, okay, well, who do I know that's good on stage? And I didn't know anybody personally, but I looked to my favorite rock stars. At the time, Gwen Stefani from No Doubt was a female on stage and she was killing it. She was working it. She owned the stage. And I thought, that's who I need to be to share this gift. What if I could just be more like her? And I would pick personality traits out from watching her. Oh, I like the way she does this. I like the way she walks across the stage. I like the way she holds the mic. And I would just model little nuances of that behavior. I don't know Gwen Stefani personally yet. <laughs> Maybe one day, um, but I modeled that behavior. And I also looked to other people that were famous and in the spotlight and um, Beyonce, did you know that Beyonce was not comfortable on stage at first? No, I know that Barbara Streisand had stage fright and she didn't do live performances. At Did, all? Nope. Really? There, there, yep. There were a couple that were, were put out, but they were done like by, by her house in her yard with just friends. Wow. But she never actually did a concert. Isn't that interesting? Huh. That's so yep. fun. But I guess when you can command the big bucks, then you can stay in your comfort zone. Right. <laughs> but, but with Beyonce, she had an alter ego that would go on stage. And her alter, her alter ego was named Sasha Fierce. And Sasha Fierce was confident on stage. When she stepped out there, she owned it. And she was this whole different personality from Beyonce. So when she was on stage, she wasn't Beyonce. She was Sasha Fierce. So she acted as if, as if she was confident. She acted in this other way. And so when you do that, you kind of take your ego out of the equation. And so it's easier. So if the crowd doesn't like your alter ego, you don't have to take a person. They didn't like Sasha Fierce. They they still like me. Like I'm okay. Does that make sense? It's so it's kind of like you disassociate. <laughs> like if you go out there and you're on stage and you suck, it's not really you. It's your alter ego. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> that wasn't but, me. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was my alter ego. So it's okay. But uh, however you need to make it okay, it to get to the end result is, is better. And so I think that's one of my key, key steps to overcoming the imposter syndrome is acting as if, and you can say, fake it till you make it, or you're, you're, you're being an imposter, but you're acting as if you want to be. And your do, mind. Another can, thing they say is uh, do it afraid. Yes. Yes. Just do it afraid. You have to, and, and, and here's the other thing. You have to walk through the fear. There's really no way around it. You have to walk through it. Once you walk through the fear, it's empowering. Once you face your fear and realize you're not gonna die, <laughs> like your little monkey brain says, oh my God, I'm gonna, if I get in front of people, I'm gonna die. You're not gonna die. You're gonna, but once you do it, you're gonna be fine. Um, so this this thing that you build up, 
this fear cloud that you build up that is, is blocking you will dissipate once you step through it. So it's feeling the fear and doing it anyway. But with that, the, the endorphins or the chemicals that are released in your body that are from fear and from excitement are the same chemical. Right. It's just your response to it. So people that are scared to get on camera or scared to talk about their business, they can also transform that into excitement. I'm so excited to talk about my business. And so when it bubbles up in your body, I'm so excited, not I'm so scared. I'm so excited. And those butterflies, they turn into excited butterflies instead of like those butterflies that drop to the pit in your stomach. So it's not what happens to you, it's your response to it. So when you get that rush of endorphins or, right. or adrenaline more so, I think it's adrenaline with fear. When you get that rush of adrenaline, you can associate the fear and the scared and the stuff, or you can associate the excitement and the enthusiasm to it. It's all in your perception. I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. I, I went to a speaker's retreat and there was this young woman, we were given opportunities to get up on stage and talk for a certain amount of time. And when it was her, her turn, she took off her shoes. Her body was shaking so bad. I mean, I even went, is this real? Is she really shaking that bad? It was crazy. She was shaking mm -hmm. so hard. But there was another speaker that was there and they were telling her that it was because she wasn't grounded. So that they were telling her she needed to get grounded and do, do some meditation to, to ground herself. So it was a good retreat that way because people weren't just like looking at simple, not, not simple things. They were kind of woo-woo people, which are my kind of people. I like woo-woo mm -hmm. people. You know, so people were, were talking about the chakras and the crystals and the meditation and you could, you know, you could do this to go ahead and stop. But man, she was shaking hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all, it's all that adrenaline. Yeah. And it's, and right. it is important to do something with it. Absolutely. And you can let it overtake you or you can channel it into something and ground it. And, and I know that even, oh my gosh, I, I built a career um, on stage that I never thought, I never thought that that's where I would end up. But, <laughs> but, um, but before every single show or every time I stepped on stage, I would do a little meditation. I would do a little grounding, you know, I would rub my hands together and I would focus on just being present and in the moment and just, just being breathing. breathing is a big thing, calming your breath, being in control of your breath and, and just being focused. And, and I think what helped me the most is realizing that it wasn't about me taking me out of it. It was about serving my audience and speaking to their wants and needs and making sure that they had a good time and that they would leave fulfilled and they would leave educated. And, and I wasn't there for the applause. I was there to help them have a good time or I was there right. to help them up level their lives. And so when I took me and my ego out of the equation and saw what they were getting, it made it so much better. Right. And yeah, and, there's yeah. been, I, I've heard, I've heard other people say too, that it, it's not about you. It's, it's about the audience and mm -hmm. it's your job as a speaker to make sure that the audience wins an Oscar for whatever it is you're, you're talking about. So if I'm talking about holistic health, well, I'm going to make it about you and you're going to get the Oscar for living a holistic lifestyle and that that's mm -hmm. our jobs as speakers. Mm -hmm. not for the applause yeah. not, not for the oh I'm so wonderful you know none of that you know you're right we do have to put our egos aside yeah and so when it comes to showing up in your business if you're 
scared to put your offer out there or you're scared to talk to people about what you do, you're doing them a disservice. Mm-hmm. You're, you're keeping your gift away from them. You're not sharing what you know. And, and that's, that's, that's not serving them. You're doing them a disservice as well as yourself. Well, no, that it's kind of selfish. It is selfish. Yeah. Who are you to have this knowledge and not share it? What if what you know could save a marriage, could save a life, and you're too scared because you might look stupid or you might say something wrong? Like, who cares? Who cares if you say something wrong, but what you said also saved somebody's life, made them feel better? Like, and so I think, I, I, I think just being aware of that or reframing how you think about imposter syndrome or is going to free you from the stuckness of that label. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think too that one thing that we need to do, I think our society has programmed us to be a certain way, to act a certain way. And because we've been brainwashed and taught this for so long, we don't move away from it. You know, we think that we have to be perfect. Mm. We think that we have to have all our ducks in a row before we, we release our course. You know, instead of realizing we're these days, my mindset is more, you know, I'm a human being. I'm a person. I have feelings. I make mistakes. I screw up because I'm human. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't can't pronounce words that I want to pronounce because I'm human. It happens. You know, I mean, as a human being, stuff happens. And for me, it's real refreshing to see somebody screw up or make a mistake not because I'm like ah you did that but just because you know what it proves to me that you are a human being absolutely 100% and I would rather see somebody mess up and own it than than be perfect because nobody's perfect no nobody is perfect no matter how you try you will not be Exactly. So I'd rather see somebody mess up and just be like, whoopsie. And, and can I share a story? You like, can, but I, I just had an epiphany and I want to say this real quick. Please do. Yeah. The, the epiphany was, I am perfect at being me. Yes. Yeah. I do me perfectly. Absolutely. Mistakes and, all. <laughs> and you know what? whatever happens is just right for you. There's no wrong. There's no way to mess you up. (laughs) Like there's no way to do you wrong. Absolutely. When you show up, Oh, here's, here's my epiphany based on what you said. When you show up as your authentic self, when you're truly you, you give the people watching you and around you permission to do the same. You give them permission to be their authentic self when you show up as yourself. And isn't that freeing? Yes, it is. And it's one thing I liked about that speaker's retreat that I went to was everybody was was very authentic. I mean, even in the the energy that was coming from them, you know, Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm an empath and I could feel I know when people are being phony. You know, I Mm -hmm. know when people are, are not telling me the truth. And I did not get that there at all. It was just, it was so refreshing. And like you said, it's freeing to be around mm-hmm. people like that. And you're so right. When you're around people like that, then you feel more comfortable in letting your authentic self show. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear a story. So, I have a couple stories. So I think one of my biggest fears um, before I started showing up on stage and doing shows and seminars. And I think a lot of people's biggest fear when they speak in public is that they're going to fall or they're going to forget their words or stuff like that. I 
have fallen on stage. I can't tell you how many times, but, <laughs> and, but what I've come to realize is that I'm a natural klutz and I just better embrace it. But there was one show that it was kind of a comedy club setting and I had stepped off stage. I walked out into the audience. Somebody accidentally got hypnotized in the audience. So I went out and I talked. Right. Yeah. Because I hypnotized the volunteers on stage and then somebody in the audience was listening and they thought they wanted to go into hypnosis. So they were like zonked out in the audience. And so they got my attention. Hey, Brenda, this person over here is zonked out. So I went into the audience to deal with them and make, you know, make them a part of the show. And so I gave them a suggestion to respond to in the audience. Like every time I said this one thing, you would do this one thing. And so I was walking back to the front of the stage and looking back at the person. <laughs> and what I didn't know, I walked straight into a pole right in the oh. middle of the audience. I'm on the microphone walking into a pole and just ding. <laughs> Everybody saw me. And my go-to response when I fall or when I mess up is like, oh, I'm a graceful gazelle. And so that just came out automatically. Oops, I'm so graceful. I'm a graceful gazelle. And I just did a little spin and I kept walking back onto the stage. Like I could have just been so embarrassed that I ran away. But, you know, life happens. Accidents happen. When you right. can laugh at you, when you can laugh at yourself and laugh with the audience, you're in you're in a better place. So laugh at yourself, have fun. When you're having fun, other people will have fun with you. And so it's not the worst thing when you run into a wall, when you trip and fall. <laughs> when you well, and you know, you could always make it look like you did it deliberately, kind of jump back up, you know, like, da-da. Yeah. You know, but, make but it look I, like it was part of your entrance. <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh. Right. If I could only, but, um, but <laughs> people appreciate, I think more so than seeing a perfect person, somebody that's real. I think that's so important. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that's how I feel. I want to be mm -hmm. around people who are real. I don't want to be around people who are pretending to be somebody, somebody or something that they're not. Right. Right. And, and I think too, you can overcome the imposter syndrome ish. If you are genuine and speaking from the heart, like you don't have to feel like an imposter. If what you're saying is really how you feel and you're really showing up to serve, which I think a lot of people in the health and wellness industry are really just truly there to help other people. And so when you totally. can speak from the heart, that's better also than any scripted talk you could ever give. I don't do scripted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it, you know, cause when I speak, it's, it's my story. Yeah. And I, and I, I lived it. I don't need to write it down. Mm -hmm. You know, there are times I'll, I'll have like bullets so that I don't forget to mention something. Mm-hmm. You know, like right before we did this, I was a guest on a, on a podcast and there was something that I realized afterwards that, that I forgot to mention. It was like, man, why didn't I mention that? I forgot to mention that. And I I had some time because I was able to give like a seven minute speech and mm -hmm. then she came back in and it was like, she gave me the sign that I had 30 seconds left. Well, obviously, I have a bad per perception of time because <laughs> I ended earlier. She's just sitting there, I'm like, oh, uh, do I have extra time left? And she's like, yeah, you've got, you know, you've got like this much time. And I'm like, okay. And I just plugged my website real quick, you know. So mm -hmm. there you go. But yes, yeah, and like you said earlier, when you are being you, there's no way to do it wrong. When you're speaking from the heart, whatever needs to be said will be said. Totally. Yeah. Totally true. So how can we boost our confidence to show up more fully in our business? You know, I think one of you hit on it. One of my key ways to boost your confidence is to get grounded before you do anything. 
um, before you, if it's before you show up on camera or, or before you make that business call or before you walk into your next session, get grounded. Um, that's going to help a lot. I also think visualization is a super powerful tool. Um, connecting into your emotions too. So see yourself the way you want to be. See whatever it envision your success. See it going the way you want it to go. Like if you are on a sales call, see the person saying yes. See the and hear the person investing, like excited to accept your offer. Um, and then also like get into the feeling of success or get into the feeling of excitement and recall a time in your life that you were successful, that something did work out well and you felt really good about it. When you can tap into that previous success, you can pull it into your now. I think that's really helpful. And one of my most favorite hypnotic techniques and I would use this as I was walking um, onto stage. And I did this before stage, um, before I walked on. But I would imagine a circle. And it's the circle of, I, it could be the circle of excellence, the circle of confidence, the circle of success. You can label your circle, whatever it is that you want. But imagine a big circle in front of you. And let's just say the circle of confidence. And imagine what is going to make you feel the most confident inside the circle. If it's a certain color that makes you feel really confident, put that color in there. If, if there's, um, you know, physical items that you enjoy that make you feel comfortable, maybe it's um, uh, a, your favorite couch or a big tree that's going to leave you grounded. So put whatever makes you feel more confident and comfortable inside the circle. And you can make your circle as big and as comfy as you want. Um, I like, I like glitter in mine, glitter and sunshine and like uh, all the things you can't do it wrong. Whatever's going to make you feel the most comfortable and confident, imagine it inside the circle. And then you can do this physically. Once you establish that circle, what it looks like in your mind's eye and your imagination and get as playful as you want with your imagination, the more playful, the goofier, the better your subconscious really likes that. And your subconscious is the feeling part of the mind. Um, so put all of that in there, all of the emotions, hear the sounds, um, whatever it is you need. And then physically take a step into that circle. And then imagine it all around you and imagine you're soaking all of that in and then just let it permeate your being and then go from there. So that's, that's my hypnotic trick to be more confident, step into that circle and absorb all of that that you put in there. And this doesn't just apply to being on stage. This is no matter what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. And I even did that before we got on this call. <laughs> like I still, I still, um, what do I need for this to be successful? What do I need to show up? And, and, and you can just say, you know, I speak with ease and here's my favorite color and here's all my favorite things. Here's the things that make me feel good. You can do it, you know, before you go to work, before you have a client session, it, yeah, doesn't just apply to being on stage. It's whatever. Um, and it's whatever segment you want to move into that you can set it up beforehand. It's, 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 it's like priming or prepping for what you want to have happen next, pre-paving, if you will. Right. I've meditated before, before mm -hmm. doing this. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause it raises a vibrational frequency. It's calming. You know, mm -hmm. you're calming the nerves and plus you're breathing, you yes. know, so it's just, yeah. and it doesn't have to be long. No, you know, seven minutes. I've got one. It's just, it's just sound and it's 10 minutes long. And I didn't even yeah. finish it. Yeah. I felt good. So I was like, okay, I'm done. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, and it is, it is super helpful, but not everybody also has seven minutes where they don't always have access um, to a recording. And so um, 
I think another way to, um, or a technique is I like to, to, when you bring yourself into focus is to clap your hands and then just rub them and then take a few deep breaths. But here we're creating energy. This yeah, is creating we're creating, energy. We're creating energy. We're taking a deep breath. Close your eyes and then imagine a white light above you and let that white light just melt throughout your entire body. And I like white light because it's clean and pure and it can balance. But if there's a color, if you want to think of any other color that feels good to you or a color that you might find that you really resonates in the moment, say, you know, the color blue is really calming to you. And in this moment, in this next moment, I really need to feel calm. Do that. Close your eyes, take a deep breath and think of that color blue all around you. Color is so powerful. Yes. And actually, was it blue or purple that has a, the highest vibrational frequency? One of those I'm two. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I think it's blue. I think it, blue has the highest vibration of frequency and then it's purple. Mm. So those, those are the colors that I would choose. Red mm -hmm. has a very low vibration of frequency, plus it represents so <laughs> It represents uh, what? Anger. Oh, right. Or, or fiery passion. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it could be that too. Yeah. But I just, when I think of red, I think of anger. Cause you know, people get mad and their face gets all red. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's the different colors with each chakra. So, right. so if you want to focus on a certain element, you can do that as well. But I think just bringing in your focus, revving up your energy, setting the intention is right. super powerful. What do you want to have happen? Setting that intention and knowing that, trusting that it's all going to work out. Right. Well, you know, when talking about the uh, the color red, that's the root chakra, mm. which is the chakra that grounds us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you were to use it that way, it's just, I'm, I'm really about the natural vibration of frequency and the colors yeah. and, and the chakras. And actually I wanted to do a meditation where I cleansed and recharged my chakras, but that was like 25 minutes and I didn't have, I didn't have time for that one. So yeah, like, okay, we'll do that one tomorrow. <laughs> right. There's a time and a place for everything. Right. Yeah. So well, a lot of people don't know about grounding. And it's one thing I have a hard time kind of like describing. Do you maybe have, have a way of describing grounding to our audience? Um, you know, what's funny is grounding is something that um, if you would ask me 20 years ago, it's what the hippies did. Just seems like what? Um, even more so, it's something that my dog naturally does. Like she will go out and just lay in the grass whenever she's just needs it. She just doesn't want to move. She just lays in the grass. And I read like dogs naturally will do that if they need to connect with the earth, do whatever. They just will lay, be surrounded by nature. That's very grounding. Yes, um, it is. Um, and and uh, I don't know really how to describe it other than it. I don't know either. <laughs> connect. It's how you just connect with your nature, with the earth, because we can have flighty, airy thoughts and being an Aquarius, I'm very flighty, very up in the clouds, very like, oh, let's just go with the flow. <laughs> la, la, la. And I need to like pull myself down into like, here's the reality. Bills need to get paid. Stuff needs to get done. You can't live in your daydreams as good as it feels. So you need to like come back. So it's, it's finding the balance. Um, and there's different ways that you can represent grounding to your mind in your body. And you can think of it as like a plant would grow roots into soil. So you can imagine like a root growing through the bottom of your feet or uh, my, one of my hypnosis mentors would, uh, in his 
sessions would imagine a magical cord being tied to your waist, uh, going down to the center of the earth. So keeping you from floating off into the <laughs> into space. It's just your connection to earth and your true nature and with mother nature. I think it keeps us sane and nurtured <laughs> to the best of our allowance. Do we want to be sane? I said to the best of our allowance. I mean, <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> like I said, I'm like, whoa, way out of here. And I have to set the intention to come back down to a little to find that balance. It's that sweet spot in between. I have to let myself go up there sometimes. Because so you have to set the intention to go up? Yeah, and to be like, Ooh. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I used to I used to have these moments when, when I lived in Tennessee to where I would just get goofy, just really goofy. You know, to where my, my kids are like, mom, stop. <laughs> you know? I mean, like a, a goofy in a child-like way, which isn't a bad thing. Absolutely not. It's absolutely. You know, but I would just, good. I would just get in these moods and I just, I couldn't help it. And I really didn't want to. Mm -hmm. But I haven't gotten like that in a long time. So I have to let myself. Exactly. It's, it's freeing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, we have to connect with that inner child. We have to remember yeah. that, you know, just because we're adults and we have our businesses doesn't mean that we can't be, have fun. Doesn't mean that it, it be serious all the time. You know, we can, Absolutely. we can, we can dance, we, you know, we can sing, do whatever we want to do. It's like, and that's just as freeing as being yourself, being authentic. Absolutely. And when you're having fun, the people around you have fun. And I think when you're, when you're in that state of flow and fun, everything's just easier. Right. I, yeah. You're just, and it yeah. raises your vibration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would yeah. encourage everybody just have a little fun have a little play every day and 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 if you're feeling too stuck that's a great way to set yourself free give yourself permission to to play to play more right like, exactly like, like it's meant to be fun that's why I, I like being around kids like little kids because mm -hmm. I could sit there and I can I can get on their level and I could sit and I can play with them and I could be goofy and they don't care. <laughs> they don't care mm -hmm. at all. I yeah. worked with I, I worked with a lot of kids. And if people would have like been looking in windows, they would have been like, what the heck is she doing? <laughs> so well, hopefully nobody ever did. I don't know. I, I wasn't paying attention. I was having too much fun, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love working with, with younger kids. Once they get older, they do get kind of judgmental. I'm like, um, really? Should you be doing that? But like the, <laughs> the younger kids that are like five and under, they're like, oh yeah, she's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the age of about seven or eight, we're developing our critical reasoning. And so we're questioning more. We're like, is this right? Is this how I is this right or wrong? Is this who I want to be? And so we kind of lose that, that, that carefree magic. Right. That imagination. Yeah. Well, we're about at the top of the hour. Is there anything that you want to be the entrepreneurs with? I would say just to recap, my top tips is to decide who it is you want to be, <laughs> act as if, be more playful, get in your imagination. Um, yeah, make the decision who you want to be and like, don't, don't be afraid to, to do it scared. Right. Don't be afraid to do it scared. Show up, be yourself. There's no way that you can do it wrong. Right. Right. So if, if, if those top tips can be of any help or service to you, then 
then this was time well spent. People remember, really just want to. <laughs> and remember, you do you perfectly. Yes. Let's let's caption that somewhere. You do you perfectly. <laughs> I have a cricket. I can make t-shirts. Oh, you should. That sounds awesome. Yeah. But instead of saying you do you perfectly, it'll say I do me perfectly. <laughs> There you yeah. go. You know, uh, I love this saying, imperfectly perfect. Imperfectly perfect. Mm -hmm. I could do one like that too. Sure. I've got, <laughs> I've got one. I got one that I have, I had designed and I had the t-shirt for it, but I haven't made, made it yet. And it says, weird is my normal. Ooh, that's totally me. <laughs> yeah, right. Me too. You want one? I do. I totally rock that. I love uh, it. I love it. Once I get it made, I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you. Okay, please do. And let me know if you want one. I'll make you one. Yeah. So I hope this is inspired or helps some people just to just to show up, show up in your business as your authentic self. There's no way that you can do it wrong. And and to remember that people want what you have to offer and they'll never know about it if you don't share it with them. So get out right. there and do it. <laughs> yeah. And Brenda, if people are interested in hypnosis and they want to contact you, where can they find you? Uh, my website is brendahypnotist.com or they can email me at hypnobrenda at gmail.com. <laughs> Hypnobrenda, that's easy to remember, <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, Brenda, thank you so much for being here today. I greatly appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Joyce. It's always a pleasure. Okay. All right. Well, entrepreneurs, we will see you next time. Bye.